Hallelujah. Just want to thank God for this glorious Sunday morning. Thank God for His mercy. And I'm grateful to God for allowing me to share with us. Uh, as we can see, Pastor and his family are away on a short break. But they are with us, they are praying with us. And I want to thank him for allowing me to share with us this morning. We have been on a journey, and it is a very interesting journey. Hallelujah. In the book of Acts, are we able to bring up the banner on the screen? You know, we have been looking into the book of Acts, which is a very interesting book. And uh, we have done a lot of studies in Acts chapter 1 to 4. We look at the unity of the church. And then from chapter 5 to 8, we look at the strategic performance. And uh, we look at uh, chapter 9 to 2, we look at call to service. And then we look at greater words 13 to 15. And then we look at the uh, uh, adversarial victory that is yet to come. But today, we are looking at divine connections. That is uh, chapter 16 to 18. And uh, I want to welcome all those who are worshiping with us today on our uh, media, that is LiveGate, Outre TV, and the other uh, social platforms. The Lord bless you, and we are very encouraged by your testimonies and the great things that the Lord is doing in your life. We want you to stand with us to bring in this great harvest of the souls before our Master returns. And I want to encourage you, wherever you are, at any part of the world, that the Lord God is with you. As we sang this morning in this uh, meeting, that our God is able, whatever your challenges be, our God is able. He has defeated the grave, and He's able to bring you through to your challenges. Amen. Amen. So this morning, we are looking at the book of Acts from chapter 16 to chapter 18. But again, uh, shall we all read Acts chapter 1 verse 8? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You shall receive power. And that power shall be released again this morning. Amen? That power shall be released again this morning. This morning, I want us to look at, you know, the act in Acts chapter, I mean, as Pastor was sharing the last Sunday, that he loves King David. But when you study the life of Paul, he was a man also that loved God so dearly. Paul loves God so much so that in many times his life was in danger, but he did not even consider you know, the preciousness of his life, but for the grace of God that was upon him. Amen? That he, did, he didn't even count his life anything to him because of the preciousness of the grace of God that he has come to find. Amen? Once he was going in one direction, and when the Lord confronted him, Paul made 
and hanging an 80 degree turn and he went into the opposite direction. He was a terror to the church, but when he got hold of God, got hold of him, he became a blessing to the church. Amen. Amen. Now this morning, I want us to look at a few things. One of them is mission as directed by the Holy Spirit. Remember in this whole chapter 16 to 18, the theme there, there is divine connections. How God connected people together. How God brought people together. You know, through the, the vessel of Paul. That he brought people like Lydia together. We shall be seeing that later on. How he brought Timothy along. And how he brought other people like, you know, uh, Barnabas and Apollos. Divine connections. And when God bring people together, he bring them together for a divine purpose. God doesn't just bring people together just for the sake of it. Like we all who are gathered here, we have been divinely connected from various locations, from various you know, backgrounds. But God has divinely connected us together for a purpose. And that purpose is what? To impart abundant life. So it is that we see also in the life of Apostle Paul here. Shall we go to Acts chapter 16 verse 15? Acts chapter 16 verse 15. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. This is talking about Lydia now. Now, because of time, if you read, you know, the scripture that we read earlier on, Acts chapter 16, if you read from the verse 1, the Bible says, Paul, on his missionary journey, he came to a time where the, the, the Holy Spirit forbidden them to go through a certain place, but asked them to go to ask him to go to Macedonia. From verses, now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Verse 7. After they came to Nicaea, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. You see, so God in his divine mind, God in his divine plan was the Holy Spirit in his divine plan was guiding Paul, was guiding the, the actually charting the course of the, this mission. When they came to Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came to Charles, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with them, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. You see how God is orchestrating the whole mission. They wanted to go in one direction, they wanted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of God did not allow them. And when they came into, when they came to Troas, the Bible said, Paul had a vision at night, and a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision immediately, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that 
the Lord has called us to preach them there. It is very important for us, people of God, to be always sensitive to the leading of the Spirit of God. It is very, very key. You know, success in everything, but most especially success in God's work. Success in, in preaching the word of God. Success in the ministry of God's word comes by being attentive to the leading of the Spirit of God. Yesterday, the Spirit of God will lead you one way, but tomorrow you have to ask what is the Spirit saying to you to do. Hallelujah. I believe in everything, in absolutely everything. Now, they concluded that the Lord has called them to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, saving from trouble, we ran straight called to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippa, which is the most city of that part of the, the uh, Macedonia economy. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on a Sabbath day, we went out into the city, into the rivers, where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the woman who met them. Now a certain woman named Lydia. This is where the verse came from. The Bible said that a certain woman named Lydia. She was a seller of purple from the city of Tartaria who worshipped God. The Bible said that the Lord opened her heart to hear the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she burst out saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she persuaded them. You see, God had prepared Lydia. And Lydia, further down the line, you will see that at the time when Paul was severely beaten, Paul was severely persecuted, it was this Lydia's house that they had to take Paul to so that he will have some respite. The reason why God did not allow them to preach the gospel in Asia, God did not allow them to go to Bithynia, but God showed Paul a vision to go into Macedonia because God has prepared a vessel over there. God has prepared a vessel of honor. God has prepared Lydia and her household. The Bible said even as they went to prayer by the riverside, you know, and the men with the women there, Lydia was amongst them. And God opened her heart to receive the word of God. And she received the word of the Lord and her household was saved. Amen? So, the lesson is that we have to be very attentive to the leading of the Spirit of God. We have to be very attentive to the leading of the Spirit of God. God has His people. God has His people. Wherever you are, either on the train or at the airport, in the supermarket, even at your front, at your desk, at the office, wherever you are, you always have to have that connection with God to the Holy Spirit and be attentive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit because God has got his people. Amen? And God has got divine connections that he wants to bring and he wants to use you to reach somebody who will be a blessing to the church. The next thing I want us to look at today is that to have the ability to discern between the Spirit of God and the Spirit of the devil. Sometimes 
the enemy will come to pretend as though what is right before you is of God. But it, it can be a lying spirit. As we see very soon. If you go to that same Acts of the 16, from verse 16 to 18, we will see what I'm talking about. Now the Bible said that now it happened as we went to pray that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met her who brought her master's man profiting by a fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and his house and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation and this she did for many days. As we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought the masses man of they went to prayer they were in a prayer meeting and the bible said this she did for many days in a prayer meeting in a prayer meeting so even in the house of god the enemy can send his agents over there in the prayer meeting Acts chapter 16 verse 16 bible said now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination but us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God. Does that not look like truth? These men are the servants of the Most High God. Yes, indeed they are. But that is coming through a lying spirit. And the others are truly the servants of the Most High God. But can you see the means by which that is coming? A lion spirit. Bible said, and this man are who, and this she did for many days in a prayer meeting. So in a prayer meeting, Bible said she did that for many days in a prayer meeting, trying to disrupt the prayer meeting, trying to distract people's attention. Maybe the power of God was going to move powerfully for people to receive their deliverance, for people to receive their healing, people to receive divine instruction. Look at the devil trying to meddle with the things of God. So we have to be sensitive to the things of God. Hallelujah. We have to be sensitive to the things of God. We have to be sensitive to the things of God. Let us look at the Holy Spirit brothers, and I wanted to see this story. There's a story told of a, a prophet in 1 Kings chapter 13. 1 Kings chapter 13. The Bible says, Behold, a man of God went from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord, and Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. Then he cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord, and said, Oh, altar, altar, that says the Lord, Behold, a child Josiah by name shall be born to the house of David, and on, on you he shall sacrifice the priest of the harvest who bear incense to you, and men's bones shall be burned on you. And he gave a sign, the same they said, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken surely. The altar shall speak upon, and the ashes of it shall be poured out. So it came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God who cried out against the altar in battle, that he swept out his hand from the altar saying, Arrest him. Then his hand put his sweat out toward him with it, so that he could not pull it back to himself. The altar also was split apart and the ashes poured out from 
the altar according to the sun. Now, if we fast forward, the king pleaded with the man of God. The Bible says, so the man of God entreated the Lord, and the king's hand was restored to him, and became as before. Verse 7 now. Then the king said to the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself. I will give you a reward. Verse 8. But the man of God said to the king, If you were to give me half your house, I will not go with you, nor would I eat bread nor drink water in this place. Verse 9. So it was commanded me for by the word of the Lord saying, You shall not eat bread nor drink water nor return by the same way you came. So he went another way and did not return by the way he came to Bethel. Verse 11. Now an old prophet dwelt in Bethel, and his, and, and his sons came and told him all the words that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king. And their father said to them, Which way did he go? For his sons have seen which way the man of God went who came from Judah. Then he said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he rode on it, and went after the man of God, and found him sitting under a oak. Then he said to him, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said to him, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I cannot return with you, nor go with you, neither can I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For I have been told by the by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread nor drink water there, nor return by going the way you came. He said, 4 verse 17, For I have been told by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread nor drink water there, nor return by going the way you came. Verse 18, now let us listen to the, the, the old prophet now. He said to him, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you to your house, that he may eat bread and drink water. Bible said that he was lying to him. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. Now it happened as he sat at the table that the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back and cried out to the man of God who came from Judah saying, Thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you. But you came back and bread and drank water in the place of which the Lord said to you, Eat no bread and drink no water. Your cup shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. Verse 23. So it was after he had eaten bread, after he had drunk, that he sounded the donkey for him, the prophet whom he had brought back. When he was gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him. A man of God. A lion met him on the road and killed him. I don't know why I have to digress. I did not prepare this scripture that I read now. It was not in my notes at all. But as I stood here, the spirit of God brought it to me. You know, the slave girl followed Paul and the, the ministers of God and she was crying, these are the true servants of the Most High God. Hear them. She was, the Bible said that she was possessed with a spirit of divination. She was fortune telling to make money for their masters. But it was a lying spirit. Now, if we go back 
to that's Acts chapter 16. After a while, the Bible said that Paul now was given in his spirit. He rebuked the spirit and he commanded the spirit to leave the girl. And immediately the spirit left the girl. But the story that I read now in that first uh, Kings chapter 13, there was a prophet of God, a man, an authentic prophet of God, who God has given a specific assignment. God has given specific instructions to you that go and do this, and when you go, you not re return the same way that you went, but you have to go by a different way. But what happened? The king invited the prophet to his house to come and dine and to eat with him. And the prophet told the king that no, I cannot come with you to eat bread or to drink. Because the word of the Lord to me is that I shall not go with you to your house to eat bread or to drink. Friends, even your family, it's not all of them who you have to sit down and eat your pandemia with them. Hallelujah. Even your family. It's not, I'm not trying to split families here, but I'm just trying to say that you have to listen to what the Spirit of God is telling you. When you are about to plant that tree back home, when you are about to plant that holiday, whatever it is, it may be just a couple of friends, you know, socializing with them, you have to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to you. It's not everybody that will invite you to say, come and down with me, that you have to go with them. It isn't everybody that will invite you, that you have to go with them. The man of God did not listen to what the prophet said. But what happened, there was an old prophet. He said, I too am a prophet. He will come to you and say, I too am a man of God. I do, I hear the word of the Lord. And this is what God is saying. But you have to wait. You have to wait. Look at how the prophets, a man of God, that was sent on a mission. The Bible said the lion met him and killed him because he disobeyed the word of the Lord. God has given us, you know, the spirit of descending. Hallelujah. God has given us the spirit of discernment that we should be able to discern between good and evil. This slave girl follows the apostles, follow Paul and all those people. Now the divine connection, the purpose of the divine connection is that God will send the word to reach many people that they are intended to reach, but she followed them many days. And she really, really caused destruction. But thanks be to God. The Bible said from verse 18, and this she did many days. But Paul greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of that very hour. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that the hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Salah and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Now, this is where the persecution was intensified. But the good news is, when you are right in the middle of God's will, when you are right in the center of God's will, sometimes, some days, it will seem like all hell breaking loose. But even then, just be still 
alone that I am God. Be still alone that I am God. The Father, you've come to the rescue. That's no mean that is not your end. Just be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Paul and Silas were thrown into prison. They were thrown into jail as a result of this incident where he was able to rebuke the spirit and recover the spirit out of the girl. Now the masters now have seen that the souls of their revenue was gone. They are not persecuting them. And what happened? God can cause an earthquake to happen on your behalf. On the victim prayer here, a man of God stood and said, God spoke to him and said, he can, you know, give somebody's life for your life. An earthquake happened when Paul and Silas were in the prison. The jailer, the, the jailer was given a stress command and he kept them in the inner prison. But what did they do? In that very painful situation, in that seemingly impossible situation, where they were locked up, not for doing anything, but just for preaching the word of God. Sometimes fierce persecution will arise even when you are arrived in the middle of God's world. When you are doing everything God has told you to do, don't be discouraged. God is with you. As we saw this morning, He is able. He has defeated the grave. Nothing can shake the foundations of God. Amen? Paul and Silas would do a throw into the prison. And what did they do? They didn't have a pity party, but the Bible said that they prayed and at midnight they began to sing. And as you raise your voice and 
sing lifted up, my God is able. He has defeated the grave. The glory of God shall be revealed in your family. And there shall be beautiful ashes in your family. Friends, I want to encourage you. If there be anybody yet to be saved in your family, I'm telling you that your God is able. I'm telling you that your God is able. The Bible says that the word of the Lord, it shall go forth and it shall not return void. Your God is able. You shall be saved in your household. In the name of Jesus, your God is able. If the enemy has come to afflict anybody that is close to you, be a friend or a family, you can stand upon the finished work of Christ and say, my God is able. My God is able. I come against this affliction in the name of Jesus. And you shall see the hand of the Lord in your life. Paul and Saul have this sound. And they sang praises unto the Lord. And the prison doors will open. And the jailer. Bible said that well, he was fast asleep. Can you imagine? The prison guard that was supposed to guard him. How can a prison guard be asleep? <laughs> He's supposed to keep watch. So what happened if the prison escape? Bible said he was sound asleep. Now when God said the earthquake now. He was woken up. You know that when an earthquake happens, no matter how deep you sleep, you have to wake up. Because everything will shake. When the earthquake happened, the foundations of the prison were shaking. Just like it happened in Jericho. When God said to them that go and possess Jericho, God gave them the you know the strategy. He said, just sing round, go around the city, go around the city, go around the city seven days. On the, on the seventh day, go seven times. And when they went, the Bible said Jericho was even equipped with bright chariots on top of the wall. How come that such a wall can come tumbling down? That is the goal that you said. I said, that is the goal that you said. He will send the earthquake to wherever he needs to send it to. Wherever God needs to send the earthquake to, he will send it. Hallelujah. And you will come out of your prison. He wanted to kill himself because he knew that that is his end. He might as well kill himself because if the business escape, you know, it is no small matter for him. But when the Paul said, no, 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 we are all here. Do not harm yourself. We are all here. The same jailer took them and washed their stripes. Hallelujah. The same jailer took them and the Bible said that he washed their stripes. Hallelujah. When God is with you, when God is with you, even your enemies now will be laughing with you. Hallelujah. They will not be laughing at you, but they will be rejoicing with you. Another thing to that we can see that the shaking of the prison did not only bring deliverance, but the shaking of the prison caused a revival to happen. You know, when in your streets, now they hear, hey, something new has happened to this man. 
even your streets, people in your streets will be saved. Because revival has come to your house. And when revival comes to your house as a result of the shaking of the prison, because you are now be set free and you are celebrating, you are holding a party, a party not you know, for the sake of a party, but a party to say, Lord, I thank you. You have invited your friends to say, Lord, come and just celebrate with me. Come and rejoice with me. You are singing your song, literally. And they go, oh, what's going on? What's happening here? They say, my God has given me the victory. And then God gives you the opportunity to give them the good news. The Bible says that the jailer was saved. He said, what can I do to be saved? The jailer asked them, what shall I do to be saved? And they told them, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household to be saved. So even in persecution, God can send a revival in persecution. Hallelujah. God can send a revival. The Holy Spirit can send a revival. The jailer and his household were saved. Now, the Bible says that if you look at uh, in Acts uh, 17, for the sake of time, there was when they came to Berea. The Bible says the believers in Berea, they were not like those of Thessalonica. Why? Because they went and searched the scriptures. All those things that were told to them, they went back, they went back to investigate, they went back to look, to research, to see that what these guys came to say is in the truth. We shouldn't just take everything we hear for gospel. I know Pastor has said it many times here that even when you hear anything, anybody who is standing here to say something, you have to go and see and search yourself what this Bible is saying that it corresponds with what the Word of God is saying. And the Holy Spirit will illuminate it for you. And you will be, be the agreement. Hallelujah. Then again, there is a divine timeline. In Acts chapter 17, verse 22 to then 27. Shall we look at that quickly? As I begin to round up. There is a divine timeline. God. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Arepagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything since he gives all life, breath, and all things. You know, verse 26, yeah, verse 20, yeah. And he has made from one every nation of men to dwell in all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of the verse 27 now. So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grow for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. God is not far from each one of us. You know, God wants us to seek him. You know, Paul was going and he found these guys. They were, you know, very religious. And they, they, he saw the inscription to the unknown God. So he was just, 
you know, uh, you know, uh, instructing them or advising them that God is not far from each one of us. You know, and verse 31, verse 31, quickly, thank you, verse 31, thank you so much. Because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained, he has given assurance of these things to all by raising him from death. It is that's the time, that's the divine timeline. God has appointed a day in which he will judge the whole world. You know, so God, even in all of this orchestration, you know, the commissions that he brought, if we read uh, uh, chapter 18 for the sake of time, we cannot read that. You know, Paul, Timothy comes into the picture and even uh, Paul met a man called Aquila and Priscilla who were also tent makers. They were of the same trade as Paul. And these guys were able to help Paul to advance the work of God. That divine connection. Even Timothy came along when Paul met Timothy. He took him and he circumcised him because of the Jews that were around. Because the Jews received the covenant of circumcision, Paul circumcised Timothy, and Timothy was greatly used of God to advance the work of God. That is the divine connection. And also, Paul also made another Jew called Aquila and his wife Priscilla. These were people who helped Paul to do the work of God. And then along the line, there was another man called Apollos. Bible said that he was a great man. He was a great orator. He was a man who had a skill speak. He had an understanding of the scriptures, but yet certain things were not very clear to him. And now when Apollos came to uh, the divine connection, when he was connected with Paul and the other missionaries, they brought him now to Aquila and Prisla, who expanded more the scriptures to him. And he was to be able to be used of God so powerfully that the work progressed. The work just progressed from there. God is telling us that wherever we are, whatever we are doing, through this book of Acts, God has divine connections. God has brought us here for a purpose. God has brought us all to life gate for a purpose. And that purpose is to what? Impact abundant life. So the lesson too is to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. You know, don't just eat with everybody. Don't just go socializing with everybody. Don't, I mean, this is not a boast, it's not a rule, but I don't really go for uh, what you call staff outings. I don't. One, the conversation that is going to uh, carry on there is not something that will enhance my life. Two, maybe the food will not be nice anyway. <laughs> that, that is just by the way. <laughs> because you know, we, we like our pepper soup and our spicy food, you know. but. It is more about the, you know the atmosphere, the conversation. It will not add any value to my life. Go and dance, and people get drunk into the uh, one o'clock before they start starting to go home. No, it's not going to help me. Hallelujah. Shall we rise to our feet?